I encourage everyone to take a moment and breathe and take a tea cheers with a Jiri tea. A Jiri tea recognizes the beauty in shared stories and shared opportunities. Ajiri sources award-winning tea from Kenya, employs women in the region to handcraft the labels, and sends 100% of the profits back to the region to support orphan education. Save 10% on your order of Kenyan teas and coffee with the code BEAUTIFULLYHUMAN at ajiritea.com. A-J-I-R-I-T.com. Tea mugs up! Hello, and welcome to the Beautifully Human Podcast. I'm Nick Sheesby. In this podcast, I speak with beautiful humans from all around the world, sharing with you their incredible stories, revealing the power in every human story to spread love and humanity to a world that is in desperate need of it, to show that we can all connect in beautiful ways, no matter where we come from or what we look like. What you will find out is that we are all beautifully human. Let's all be beautifully human. Hello again, and thank you for joining from wherever in the world that you are joining in today. I am hanging out with Marissa Pay, and she has just so much knowledge and beauty to share with you. I know you will walk away from this enlightened, and you will have learned so much from this chat. We had such a good time chatting, so... If you enjoy this podcast, uh, follow along on Instagram at the Beautifully Human Podcast. Follow along on Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps get these stories out to more people. And as always, enjoy this beautiful conversation. Um, so yeah, I love to start these off with a very broad, overarching question, and let you control the narrative and take this conversation where it will lead and just say, tell me the story of your life. Mm. Well, you'll have to buy the book. <laughs> All right. Because the book has the story of my life, eight ways to happiness from wherever you are. And it's not written as a psychologist telling you how to be happy. It's actually a story of mine, which starts with the fact that I'm one of the seven out of 10 of us who've had childhood trauma. And because of that, um, I, I always thought like the seven out of 10, that there was something wrong with me and that I'd never be caught up with the normal people and I'd never be good enough and I wasn't worthy. And um, it occurred to me that if we're the majority, how can we think that? And so it began my little uh, journey to looking at the role of pain in life and that pain in life is mandatory. But suffering from it is optional, especially for those of us who've had childhood trauma. And everyone has had some kind of trauma in their lives because that is the touchstone of humanity. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that uh, when we understand pain's purpose is to chisel us like sculptures, uh, then we become less sorry for ourselves and less victimized, uh, less uh, apathetic to the world, less uh, depressed about life as a journey. And so that's been my um, life. I'm on a happy 88 mission, 88 more, million more happy people in the next eight years because of the book and because of my work. Um, 
I'm also uh, very shy, as you can tell. And as an Asian female, that is counter the cultural upbringing. And so with all of this extra hate for Asian Americans, it is even more important that one of the things that I do work in, I'm an organizational psychologist by education, and I get to go to companies and talk about power politics, miscommunication and conflict. And so valuing diversity is a very important area that right now is even more important, you know, thanks to the killing of George Floyd, as well as all of this crime against Asian Americans. So I hope that sort of entrees you into me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Both personally and professionally. Yeah, and I, what what really stuck out in you talking about the childhood trauma is as seven out of ten saying you're the majority because I think that's such a such an I mean I as you hear it seven of ten if you know anything about math that means that's the majority but I hadn't thought I hadn't heard it said as the majority and I was like wow if that little flip was told to everybody who's going through that, that would drastically change because so many people just feel so ashamed or just not ready to talk about the traumas and seven of 10, that means three, a very small portion of 10, 10 people right. haven't. Right. That's a very small yes. number. And seven is actually a conservative number. My honorable moniker, uh, Oprah, I was introduced to Oprah as the Asian Oprah. Yeah. By Bernard Beckwith. Oprah says it's as high as eight out of 10. Yeah. And in my uh, psychological world, some psychologists say it's as high as 93%. So you want to talk about majority. So it is an extreme um, flip of the BS, the belief systems that we uh, embrace as children of trauma that really, you know, will never be good. And we then embrace those messages that we had growing up. I, I, I grew up um, told I was fat, I was ugly, and I was clumsy by the one person who's supposed to think that their daughter is the most beautiful person in the world. And uh, when Fox uh, DC did a Women's History Month special on me, we actually, you know, delved into, you know, that I had a... Um, what is it? Tiger mom on steroids. And now knowing, and chapter four in my book is out of hatred into forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And the power in children who've had that kind of trauma to begin to see what happened to them, not as what happened to them, but what happened for them to uniquely chisel us into an expanded, incredible, unique, magnificent version of who we really are. We are in this position of being uniquely able to reach others who, who are in the majority, who've had pain. So instead of looking at it as something horrible that we have to live in blame or shame, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. and switch that into, we have a unique purpose now to be able to reach children and adults who have felt that there's something wrong with them their entire lives and just destroy that 
bull shiitake, that BS belief system, and now move forward knowing how unique and wonderful we are, can you imagine the kind of life that is possible because of that? And that's the message in my newest baby that just got popped out. It's a new short film called The New PPP, Post-Pandemic Possibilities. The trailer's yeah. on YouTube and we're going through um, the whole film festival circuit. But I'm, I would love uh, anybody who wants a copy of that to just go to drmarissa.life. Um, I have a nonprofit if you donate. Uh, any amount, I'll give you the film so you can enjoy it and as well as share it because, you know, that message is so counter to hashtag BC19, I, what yeah. I call the time before COVID, yeah. right? Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because most of us were not happy with our lives. One out of four Americans were on antidepressants and anti-anxiety uh, uh, medication. That's not happy, 25%. Right. Yeah. And then the unfortunate death of Anthony Bourdain and, and Kate Spade, you know, that just goes to prove that this BS that we grew up with, fame and fortune, was going to make us happy, yeah. is really not true. So it's time. It's time for everybody to really claim the birthright of yeah. happiness. That is theirs. 88% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you touched on Bourdain, and I mean, that was like... That one hit hard because that was someone that, as a traveler, I, I feel that wanderlust. I really want to go and be in all those cultures. And you just see his life as just what life can be, right? He's always right. somewhere else. He's having fun. He's meeting people. And he's just... On the outside. Yeah, he's just doing it. And then it's when it happened, I was like, it, nobody's shielded from it. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. nobody's life, and no matter if you've put their life up as the perfect pedestal life that you want to have, it's you're not above it. You're no. not above addiction. You're not above depression, and and it shows that you can't beat it by just getting super rich and super famous. It's an inside-out job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also with COVID, what a what a hard time for everybody in so many different ways, but just so different too that so many people that didn't know or talk about mental health. Now it's been to a forefront of, am I depressed or take the, take themselves out of their workplace. And that's where they got their worth was dressing up and going into a workplace. So now they don't have that. I mean, there's so many different, I, I work in the music industry I've toured for 16 years and that was immediately ripped out from under me, which I never thought I would because it was entertainment. I thought we were good and we're fine. Everybody needs to be entertained because of these stats that we're talking about. The people need to get away from their normal life and go, go to shows and stuff. And I know so many people in my industry, they were, I, they, they were identifying with what band they were on tour with and how cool that was quote unquote. Um, yeah. and well, it, it sideswiped people all over the world, obviously, but for so many different ways. Yeah. I call it the hashtag COVID silver lining. I actually published an article early in COVID season, uh, on, uh, medium that called, it was called COVID an opportunity for a lifetime because we 
could no longer define ourselves in the roles that we played normally, in the jobs that we had normally. It, it allowed us the space, that pause, to look at the cookies we had in our browser and what needed to be a soft reset and what needed to be a hard reset, what needed to be deleted altogether. Who am I? I have a girlfriend, she doesn't have an answering machine. She has a questioning machine. And when you call her, it says, who are you? And what do you want? <laughs> and that's what COVID has afforded us is this beautiful pause to ask and get in touch with who we really are at the core of who we are. It's a new term that I've been using Hashtag unconditional happiness. Can we truly be happy regardless and in the middle of the conditions that we're in? And if that doesn't dig into the happiness as an inside out job, I don't know what else does. Because all those things that, that aren't going right, there are still people, many of whom, thank, thank, uh, thanks to uh, my book, and I'm so grateful for that, as well as the, the speaking in the TV shows that I did right before COVID, millions of people are asking that question and finding and defining and creating a space for unconditional happiness, which is you know so delightful to me, because yeah, that yeah. is my mission. And uh, so, it, it, and perfectionists, who by the very nature of that definition is the dis-ease of life because I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when I have this, when I've done this, when I have this much money, you know, had to stop and go, wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm at a standstill. So what, you know, what do I, what do I do? I'm not happy. <laughs> so, so, and I, I'm not going to be able to get all these things for who knows how long. So that has also forced people to relook at not just material, but our relationships. Where are we in our relationships? Am I happy with my relationships right now? And if I'm not, why? And what's my part in this? So it's all kinds of really beautiful opportunities that we've had this last year. And I hope that, uh, you know, as we come out, we don't rush back to normal. I right, hope right. you're asking yourself, you know, do I really like what I'm doing? Oh, I, I, you know, I'll live for my weekends. Hello, two out of seven days is your weekend. Do you really want to go back to a job that is highlighting someone else's dreams? Do you really want to go back to a job paying minimum wage? Do you know who, what your unique talent, gift, and ability is? Well, let's take this time before you run back there to explore that. So that's what I do in my coaching. And it's, it's been really great how people are like, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the job that I hate, but what, what, what do I do? What do, what do I know how to do? Who am I? You know, what am I good at? So. Totally. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that too with, with this is just how many times I, in my life would just be like, I need, a pause button i need a break and none of us knew what that break was going to look like or that pause and then we got it and yeah it gave gave us all so much time to sit and think and be with ourselves and figure out if this was this was what we wanted to do and I, I know a ton of people that that pivoted and didn't want to go back and I, you said it so well of people just living for the weekend and it's like man 
how can you do that? Like life is far too short. I mean, I, to like almost three years ago now, I, I was at the beginning stages of liver failure because of my drinking and I was in the hospital and I was told by the doctor that I might not have another night left in my life at 33 years old. And I'll tell you, I when I was sitting there in my room, I wasn't sleeping because when you get news like that and you don't know if you shut your eyes, if you're ever going to wake back up, you don't sleep. You can't. There's no possible way. But what I wasn't thinking about was what job, I, what jobs I did, what money I had in my account, what possessions I had, or yeah, whose dream did I make, did I propel? What I was thinking about was how did I live my life? What kind of effect did I have? What what kind of legacy okay. was I leaving? Yeah, like that was what I was thinking about. And so moving forward past that, I was like, okay, I have to do more. I have to live for myself. And even in that moment, I had a real moment of peace where as I looked into it, I was scared as hell that I was going to die. I didn't want to die. But if I did, I was sitting there thinking, at least I took chances. I lived my life. I didn't play it safe. I went for it. And I think if people can get more to that, it, it, it would be such a beautiful place because people would genuinely be happy because they're exploring what they want to do. So I always say one one good thing about leave, living in a greedy world is that there's always money to be made. You're always going to be able to come back and make money because there's I mean, the the pandemic proved that, that people are always going to put money over humans. So yeah, right. Go take the chances. You know, the thing is, though, is that, you know, where you were saying, where, where did people get that idea? You know, where, where, and, and we were raised, the American dream says, if we go to school, get good grades, get a good job, get promoted, find a person, shackle them to you, have children, um, uh, retire so that you can, you know, be on vacation as you're dying, and then leave your stuff to squabbling relatives. That is the American dream. There's no cap on it. And the reality of the American dream, what people have for the majority, is that um, you, you don't get good grades, you don't get in the school you want, you don't get the job that you want, or you don't get the promotion you want. You get the house and then the house becomes a burden. You get the marriage and the children and they become a burden. People get sick, people are addicted, whatever it is, that's the dark side of the American dream. So that's how we got there. So I actually have an explanation for yeah. that. You know, that plus Snow White and Cinderella, you know, and no thanks to Jerry Maguire, you complete me. You're not complete until you meet your soulmate and then you go through all kinds of heartache. So, so that is, if we're not careful and if we don't have the muscle and the hashtag discipline, it's a term that comes from my big brother, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who founded Agape. But if we don't have that hashtag discipline to understand that the most powerful tool we have is the C word, not commitment, not collaboration, but choice. And so many of us, I would say the majority of us have abdicated our most powerful tool of choice to choose what we focus on. Because we just take this, and if we were on camera, you'd see I'd be scrolling through my phone. That's who we've abdicated our power of choice to. 
who screams the loudest, who bleeds the most, who has the most drama. And our day is gone. You know, you get sucked into the <laughs> sinking sand of the news on your phone. If you wake up first in the morning, you know, I'm pressing and pressing and clicking and clicking and, and uh, an hour goes by and it's like, what happened to my time? I don't get that back. I have right. all of these great um, ideas about other people and not myself. And, and so, and if you wake up with the news, that's what you've got. If you binge watch over and over and over, now don't get me wrong. I love a good movie. I love, but I know that there's a time uh, uh, limit for all of those things that if I lose that hour where I could have been exploring what the possibilities were with the skills that I have on technology, which is so smart these days, then then I, I, I chose to lose that time. I chose to lose that opportunity. I chose the and people don't understand that the buck stops right over here. You can spend the rest of your life blaming the people that hurt you, or you can choose to stop, take responsibility and not drag all that bullshit talking from the past into your present and spewing it into the future. But that's a blissful. It requires a daily moment by moment decision to choose where you focus, to choose, to take back your mind, to take back your heart, to take back your feelings, to take back your, your ability to create. We're creators, all of us. It's not just the subset of creativity that goes to musicians or artists. No, no, um, I'm also a musician as well. So no, no, uh, no insult there uh, meant. But we, you know, if you are a person who's been called sensitive your entire life, I want you to celebrate that. Did you know that 100% of sensitivity is correlated to 100% creativity? But what have you been doing with that creativity? Anybody can write. Anybody can make music. Anybody can do crafts or something that that uh, uh, provides an outlet for that creativity. You know, Amanda Gorman. Thank God for Amanda oh, Gorman. You know, showing right everyone, children of all ages, that you can write a poem. You can express the pain that you're feeling with words instead yeah. of taking a pill to make you feel better instead of going to the fridge and eating a gallon of ice cream. There's so much creative expression that we all have. We just have to, and you've got the forum. Instead of posting how pissed you are about something stupid, why don't you post something affirmative? Why don't you post and, and highlight people who are doing something with their pain? Why don't you share, you know, everyday heroes? Why don't you share organizations that are doing something good to end racism. There's so much you could do instead of posting irritating pissedoffedness that you are feeling about the day and anger and spewing more hate. It's, yeah. I'm so proud of myself. I've been on social media. You know, a lot of it is not by choice just because of what I do. Sure. But I have never, not once, posted a rant about you know an ugly thing I, I do i do maybe i i lied just now i have begun to highlight some things that were done by the past president that i thought were not okay because what you permit you promote yes. but for the most part i mean excluding that 
I, I, I want, I want my show. Take my advice, I'm not using it, get balanced with Dr. Marissa now in its ninth year is all about balance. It's taking, uh, I have stars on the show, not because they did, you know, they're stars. I had Fran Drescher on the show, not because she was the nanny, but because she has an organization, uh, Cancer Schmancer, that educates people on how to reduce your risk of cancer. So everybody could do that. If you have a social page, you have the power to put out something positive. Now that is a world you were talking about. What, what would that look like, yeah. right? Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, it'd be so, so amazing. And your podcast is doing that too. Yeah, right. That's, that's, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's what I want. I want I want all the positivity. I want all the creativity. And I heard it said a very beautiful way yesterday. I was actually listening to a podcast that Ben Folds was on, and he was talking about um, lightning bugs. Is what he has a podcast called Lightning Bugs. But the way he explained it was, he had this dream when he was a kid that he was seeing lightning bugs in a field, and none of his other friends saw it, and he was trying to figure out why his friends weren't seeing the lightning bugs and he thought he was weird because he was seeing them and then he looked at it and he said well anyone can go into a field and see he saw lightning bugs and that was that was his way of seeing it and the other kid was seeing the grass on on the ground the other kid was seeing he was building something so he became an architect and i was just like it is so beautiful that all of us and it speaks to you talking about us being creatives. All of us are creatives. I mean, especially think of us as kids. You're just looking at a world where you're creating everything. You're learning everything. But the way, I loved the way he said it of like, I saw these lightning bugs and the other kids saw the grass. And, you know, like when I, when I see these things, I hear them in melodies and other people see them as a blank space to build something. And it was, it was just so cool to be like, yeah, we all have such a creative look at this world that we're living in. And it's just the scope that, that we see it through. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think if we all moved towards promoting the positivity and celebrating our diversity and celebrating the humans in this world that make this world a beautiful place, we would be so much better than people talking about the hatred and this is why you should hate these people. And like you said, what you permit, you promote. And I mean, it's a, it's a lot of the reason why the last four years happened and why we got to even that poor excuse for a man getting elected or even having a chance to. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have to, we don't have to, it's a choice again. Um, if you hate something, that's still hate. <laughs> so even if it's hating something that's horrific, you know, that's why, you know, the, the war on drugs doesn't work. That's why the war on obesity doesn't work. That's why the war on, you know, addiction doesn't work. It has to come from a different place. It has to come from a, a, a place of solution instead of, uh, you know, getting deeper into the problem. And hatred will get you deeper in the problem. I love Thich Nhat Hanh's story where he says, if an arsonist comes and sets your house on fire, resist the urge to run after him and set his house on fire, right? It, it, take care of your house, turn around and go put the fire out in your house that's burning. Try to save what you can. So, so this is where 
you know, at the end of every show, I say peace in, peace out, world peace through inner peace. That we cannot get to world peace if we're not at peace within. And how are, how do we get to peace within? It starts with, do you like yourself 88% of the time? Do you think you're okay 88% of the time? Are you happy 88% of the time? And some people will say, why 88? Why not 99? Why not 100? And uh, I will say, well, if you're 100% happy, you're dead. So we don't want dead people walking. There's got to be contrast. Eight is actually a lucky number in Chinese. I know if you had the cameras on, you would have thought I was Swedish, but I am Chinese. Eight is a homonym for good fortune. So double eight is 88% happy, 88% good, 88% fabulous. Why is that's your double good fortune to be happy 88% of the time? And I use 88 specifically with perfectionists because we don't stand still and just say, good job. We're on to the next goal. We're on to the next dream. We're on to the next thing. We're on to, and so we do that to ourselves. We have a critic inside that says, you should have done this. You didn't do this. You forgot to do that. You're not all that. What's wrong with you? So most of us don't like ourselves, which is the, the fundamental uh, roots of the dis-ease of life. Because if all of us could approve of ourselves 88% of the time, we would not have the conflict that we do now. But because we don't think we're okay 88% of the time, we're out with our antennas looking for who loves me, who respects me, who's going to like me, literally like, <laughs> who's going to comment on my stuff. And, and it's a horrible place to be. You're always unstable. You're never balanced. You always think that you're not good enough. And so the healing has to start inside. We have to get to a place in our relationships if you're looking for another person to tell you how good you are and to tell you you know that you're, you you complete them then there's a problem right there that means in a whole you're only 50 percent my math my new math is that 88 percent meets 88 percent you got way more than a whole right and yeah. without that person you're still whole at 88 percent that kind of logic or new math or new happy 88 math is the formula for us to be able to be in the solution for everything. Everything, the policing system, the, 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 the jail system, the education system, the, the national, you know, we're, 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 we're patriot, you know, we're not just nationalists, we're, we're, we're planet patriots, right? We're all in this together. Then we can all choose in ourselves, you know, what, what works and doesn't work for the planet, right? So, you know, when it comes to the whole, uh, I had Rick O'Berry on, dolphin activist, if you watched uh, Blackfish on CNN or The Cove on Netflix, it's, you know, it's all connected. So don't go to Anheuser-Busch's uh, marine land or sea world because that's what's driving the, the, the slaughter of the dolphins and the whales. So, you know, sea spiracy, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's some horrific um, fishing practices going on, uh, dragging at the bottom of our, our uh, oceans. 
So, so there's so much great we can do. Um, I had uh, Chicago Seven, one of the original members, Randy Davis, great interview on my YouTube, you can still get it. Um, um, I had uh, MS Hope, um, Matt uh, Embry, who, who, you know, talks about, uh, you know, the whole multiple sclerosis and, and uh, there's so many things that we can get involved with. We don't have to, we don't have to save the world. We just got to, within ourselves, be okay. And then when we're okay, when we're 88% okay, we start getting inspirations to do something inspired by the love for self, love for our planet, love for each other. And, and the answers will come. But if we stay in bed, binge watching, scrolling through, you know, weapon of mass distraction media, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, hiding under the covers, feeling sorry for ourselves, waiting for whatever uh, check to come bail us out, we're not part of the solution. That's so true. So there's my it's, soapbox. I love it. I think it's, <laughs> it's so important to hear all of that and to challenge ourselves with that every day, because like you said, it is a choice to it not is. do that every day. And I know when I started into my recovery, um, it, yeah, it was when I started to love myself again and figure out the empowerment that I had and the story that I had and yeah, just that inner strength. It was my choice to wake up every day and stand up and go and live. And I, uh, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, one of the lyric, one of the lyrics is snails see the benefit, the beauty in every inch. And so I started living life that way where I was like, literally every part of this life is beautiful and I will enjoy it. And that, that doesn't mean just the beautiful parts. That means all the shit that comes in, all of the other nonsense. It is still beautiful because it's a learning experience. It's, it's something that we can grow from. And so I, I literally was just like, I'm here, I'm alive and that's beautiful. And every step that I take, every new city I'm fortunate enough to go to, every new human that I meet, I'm going to make the best out of that. And it's it's a really beautiful way to to do it is take the choice, take your power back, like find that strength inside yourself, find that happiness, whatever that means to you. And then once you find that, you can start pushing that out. And like you said, we can't all solve every problem in the world. That's That's impossible. But the ripples that we put out our conversation, people can hear this and then start talking about 88% happiness. And then that starts to go to the next person and that person and that person. And that's what we can do in a tangible way is, is have these conversations and, and keep promoting that self-love and the self-happiness. And once you get to that and you feel like you can start giving that, it's really amazing the power that you'll see when you give that to somebody else. Yeah, I have two things on my happy 88 a menu meal, my happy 88 meal, instead of the normal happy meal. Two things, one is to take a bite of my gratitude sandwich every day. So every morning when you wake up, uh, past beautiful teacher, Dr. Wayne Dyer said five things you're grateful for in the morning. I'm an overachiever. So I say eight and you know that I like the number eight. So eight specific things in the morning that you are grateful for. Can't say friends and family, not specific enough. 
Uh, you can do it in less than 20 seconds. This morning, I'm grateful for the fabulous taste of my coffee, the, the amazing comforter that I get to slip between uh, for sleep, the good night's sleep that I had, the fun that I always have speaking on other people's podcasts because I just am so shy and, can't, and sarcasm is another service I offer. Uh, <laughs> that laughter, uh, which I just got, is my favorite sound. That I have two beautiful inside and out girls. I'm on number six. Number seven is that I'm looking out into the ocean of abundance. And number eight, that I just love my life. And that took 20 seconds. And if you do that in the morning, it begins to be a habit after 21 days. At night, this is the kicker. At night before you go to bed, instead of allowing your critic to say what you did wrong, what didn't you get done, and all of that, say thank you very much. But I'm taken over. I'm balance-centered. Uh, Dr. Marissa, and I am going to appreciate eight things about myself. So before I go to bed, instead of, you know, who done me wrong, which of course we're going to have problems sleeping if we're going there. But if instead I say, I know I'm funny, even though my, my husband never thought I was, I know that I'm creative. I did a great job on a podcast this morning. I'm going to bring my bonus mom some pot thai that she wants. And number five, I um, have finished preparing for the show this week with uh, Dion Lam, who's a reporter up in San Francisco. Number seven, that I completed the um, Phil Fest, Film Festival applications. Number seven, that I um, am caring. And number eight, that I'm loving most of the time. So there's eight specific things that I love about myself. And when I, when I sandwich my day like that, I can't have a bad day, right? Now, if you can't get to that place because you're a complainer, then the second thing on the menu is 21 day fast from complaining. If you, I started this in 2011, if you put $21 to my nonprofit and you get a certificate when at the end of the 21 days, you have not complained 21 days in a row, I'll double your money. So for you have $42 back, you can officially join on my website. You don't have to, but usually if you put money somewhere, you'll try harder. Yeah. But <laughs> complaining is an American pastime now. And no wonder we can't get to the solution. No wonder bad things are happening. I'm a student of the law of attraction from Abraham Hicks. I know that what I focus on grows bigger. So if you're a complainer, guess what? The more you complain, the more things come to you that you get to complain about. So that is a huge underlying foundation piece. If you really want to like yourself, 88% of the time, those are two things, gratitude sandwich and 21 day fast from complaining that I would highly encourage because you are worth it. You are loving, lovable, and loved. You're wrapped in a warm blanket of worthiness and you deserve to have a great life 88% of the time, but only you can choose that. No one else can choose that for you. It's not up to other people to make you happy. I love Don Miguel Ruiz, who's also my show and a friend of mine uh, in the Four Agreements, right? He's uh, famous for that. He also has a, a Mastery of Love book, which is awesome. And he says, you know, every person is the star of their own show. They are the main actor in their own show. And you cannot expect other people to be your supporting actors. They've got their own show. They're yeah. the main person in their show. So if you're building your life thinking you want to have supporting actors and you're running the show, you're not going to be happy. That is, uh, that is BS, a belief system that will keep you unhappy because you cannot control other people. You have to find a way to approve and soothe yourself. 
And that's the work in the book. There's exercises in the book. If you do all the exercises, I promise you will never hate yourself the same way again, because the work has to be you. The work has to be who you are, what you want, how you see yourself, and then not your responsibility. If you were harmed as a child, that is not your fault. If you were, if you had childhood trauma, nothing about that did you bring onto yourself, nothing. You are not to blame for that. You're not to be shamed for that. I'm sorry that that happened, but it happened. But it is your responsibility if you wanna drag that shit into your present and into the future. That is your responsibility. You don't have to do that. And that's why I wrote the book. Wow. That is so good. I'm, oh man, that is so much to think about. And so just such, yeah, I was just, I was trying to think like how it would be so much of a challenge to wake up, like after you've woken up and said you're eight and then go to bed, like I'm trying to think of how you could have a bad day. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> How could you, because I was thinking as you were saying them, I was like, yeah, okay. So today I think I'm having a great conversation. I had a podcast earlier today that I had a really nice conversation with an amazing woman. So I had two amazing podcasts. And it's like, when you start thinking about it of like, oh, here's really good parts of my day instead of, because every day you can look at the bullshit. There, It is out there. Yes, of course. <laughs> so much. But when you sandwich it like that, that's so beautiful. And so I, I, I couldn't help but be smiling and just thinking exactly. amazing thoughts when you were talking about it, thinking of like, oh, tonight when I go to bed, what am I, what am I gonna be thinking about? Then you actively think about your day too, which is a really good practice to think it's through what you've done and, and- Hashtag discipline. It's a yes. very good discipline. Yes. I like uh, that. Yeah, it's so, I mean, you know, and, and you were talking about, you know, shit happens every day. Yeah, that's right. Shit happens. But good shit happens every day, totally. too. But if you don't notice the good shit happening because you're so focused on complaining, then you'll only notice the bad shit. Right. And it's a, it's a thing called, it's a psychological term called the Pygmalion effect. And that is the opposite of that expression. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, Right. You grew up with that probably. I oh, did. Yeah. Uh, um, but the actually Pygmalion effect says that you will see it when you believe it. So whatever your BS belief system is, if you think, and, and uh, I love this saying, Einstein says the most important question the human being has to answer is, is the universe friendly or not? If you choose to say that the universe is not friendly, then you will only see evidence of that. You will be holding your breath all day, waiting for someone to break your heart again, waiting for someone to take your stuff away. That is what you're going to see. You will only see parts of life with that. You'll only see the, the downside of the pandemic, the downside of what the news is giving. Well, actually, the downside's already there. You don't have to look at the downside. <laughs> That's all the news is. Right, it's all yeah. old, right? And CNN, constantly negative news. So, so that is, if you choose to believe that the universe is not friendly, then you will see all of those things. However, if you choose to see the universe is friendly, 
and I'll give you a couple of you know starters that you can do in the morning. Um, I choose, uh, you know, I, I, the universe is friendly. I'm not looking at COVID. I'm not looking at the pandemic. I'm not looking at any of that. I'm looking at the fact that I'm alive. I'm breathing. The planets did not crash into each other last night while I was sleeping. My body processed all kinds of stuff without me telling it to, what to do. The, you know, every grain of sand, every leaf on the tree, every grass, blade of grass, every drop of water is completely unique. Tell me that isn't a friendly universe. You know, so, so I choose that first and foremost. So I can't choose that for you. I would love to, but because we are such complainers, such worry warts, such, you know, in a bad habit of complaining as Americans, I just read this article saying, how do you know an American's uh, a, a, a tourist in your, in your uh, city? And it was embarrassing. You know, totally. we're the complainers, right? It's totally embarrassing. So, but it's a, it's an epidemic. So that's why I'm so, you know, please start the 21 day fast from complaining with Dr. Marissa, because when you start doing that, if you, if you take the attention away from the negative, then the positive allows you to see, but you have to choose that. So I have another expression uh, as a happy 88 tool for you. When shit happens, I don't want you to pretend it didn't happen, right? When shit happens, shit happens. Um, you know, if you try to repress that stuff, including the stuff from your past, you know, what you don't deal with will deal with you. You know, it'll come back. You, you press down garbage, it turns into liquid. You press down liquid, it turns into gas. All of a sudden, if you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm okay, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine, okay. Fine stands for effed up, irrational, neurotic, and emotional. You're not fine, okay? You're like George Costanza's dad in, in The Friends, you know? Uh, serenity now, serenity now. He says that the entire show, and at the end, he takes a bat to a million dollars worth of computer uh, equipment because you cannot repress that stuff without it coming out. So when shit happens that I don't like, I say this. First, I stomp my feet. I go, and I do it in less than 16 seconds because I'm a lot of attraction student. I don't want any more of that coming at me. And then I say this, I can't wait to see what good comes out of this with as little or as much sarcasm as possible. So, <laughs> so that's what happened. I didn't mean to write the book. I lost a $200,000 consulting project with a big company and I was not happy. And I stopped my feet, I jumped up and down in the garage when I got the call from the director of HR, your sponsor executive, just got again, no project. I was not happy. And then I said, after I expressed my anger, I said, I can't wait to see what comes out of this. And the voice said, write. And I said, I don't have time to write. And the voice said, you do now. He has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I sat down, I wrote for one week and I finished out of loneliness into hope, chapter one, out of control into happiness, chapter eight. One week, Monday morning, I finished Sunday night. Monday morning, I get an email out of the blue from a West Coast publisher that said, we follow motivational speakers on LinkedIn. Are you writing anything? Wow. Are you forking kidding me? <laughs> Damn, that's amazing. Right, right. Yeah. And then, so I sent him that. They sent me a contract the next day. 
Now I didn't go with them because I wanted a West uh, East Coast publisher, and I went with them because um, they have a deal with uh, Habitat for Humanity. So part portion of every sale of my book that went eight bestseller list, number one on Amazon, number uh, four on Denver Post. I wasn't supposed to write a book. So so they a portion of every sale goes to Habitat for Humanity. That's why I went with them. But but I, this is this is exactly an example of what I'm talking about. You know, I'm not, I am weird, but I, I, you know, I'm not unique. I am unique, but you're unique too. There's something waiting to be, to be expressed in you. If you just get out of your own way, if you just quit, you know, bashing yourself, I'm my own worst enemy. Uh, I'm not harder on anybody than I am on myself. I'm, I'm my own worst critic. I got two words for you. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. It's not serving you. It's not serving me. <laughs> it's not serving anybody. But that's the enemy. Oh, beautiful African American saying. Are you ready? Yes. When there is no enemy within, no one outside can hurt you. Hmm. Drop the mic. Walk right? away. Yeah. yeah. I that's, love that. I that's perfect. That. Isn't it perfect? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I just yeah, I love that so much. I yeah. love all of uh, every everything you're saying is it's, oh, it's, it's thank you. Just well, beautiful. Just I love it. It's breathe such, that in. Breathe yeah. that in nose. And release ah, soft shoulders, soft elbows, soft knees, another breath in. And releasing all the stories and the drama. And one more deep breath in, taking in all that we've talked about in this last almost hour and just release and just let it float into your heart space. You've got a beautiful jewel box there. The lid is open. Everything that you want to remember will be remembered. Just leaving it there in your heart. What color is the jewel on top of your box? What color is your jewel? My jewel? Yeah. Do you see a color of your jewel? Uh, I got a flash of orange right there. Okay. So you have a, a topaz jewel on your uh, box in your heart that you're going to keep all of this and you're going to be able to go visit it as often as you want during the day because it's always there. Yeah. And there you go. I love it. <laughs> um, you brought up how Americans are seen all over the world. Um, so it kind of is a, is a funny segue into a question that I ask everybody on the podcast. Um, COVID restrictions aside, all of that, if, if we were in a world where travel was wide open again and I came to you and I had a plane ticket to anywhere in the world, where would you go to? Um, Ariel, Oriel, Borealis, Aurora Borealis and polar bears wherever that is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, my, my partner and I went to Northern Finland and we saw a little blip of them. I mean, a tiny, not like the pictures you see where it's the whole sky. We just saw a tiny little bit and we both cried. I just kept being like, oh my God, holy shit, this is incredible. And we were in tears and it was, it was magical. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's my, it. that's on my bathtub list because yeah. bathtubs are bigger than buckets. I like that a lot. I've not heard that either. You might steal that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me credit. 
I will definitely. Um, one thing I, I read down through a bunch of a bunch of your um, your profile, and I have two other two other things I wanted to ask you about. And it said raising recovering teenagers. What what was what is that? So so the last last time I I don't pray for patients anymore because the last time I prayed for patients I got teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> my two beautiful girls they're they're not teenagers anymore and really you know they say the terrible twos and the teen years are the toughest as parents and so that's why i said it that way to sort of be funny but um it truly you know as a parent um i i have a formula called balanced parenting and you know we as parents have gone through the one extreme of you know, don't cry or I will give you something to cry about, right? Yeah. And the that kind of discipline to the complete other extreme of laissez-faire. You can do whatever you want and neither one of them works. <laughs> right. So um, I, have a, a, I have a book called Balanced Parenting that has been in the works for a while, but the other, it got pushed aside. But I do coaching for parents who want a system that is coming from love, that is balanced. So you're not spanking, but you are also um, talking, uh, helping kids with their internal uh, um, uh, radius. Uh, they're sorry, their their internal um, compass to you know understanding who they are the power they have and that they live in a world that has limits so <clears throat> that is you know i adapted don miguel ruiz's four agreements into the four agreements for kids so that's where that comes got you okay i like that um the other one that i saw that i was intrigued by was that you race sailboats i do I that's so neat thank you um I actually fell into it 30 years ago. Um, I was doing my internship on the East Coast on the Schuylkill River uh, at Scott Paper Company. And a guy, one of the consultants asked me out and I kept saying no. And then he said, would you like to go sailboat racing with me? And that, that was the ticket and I was yeah. hooked from that point. And I'm so grateful that I live by the ocean of abundance. I'm solar powered. I need the sun and the sand and the waves. And lucky for me, not only do I get to race sailboats, I've been in this one class designed for Catalina 37s, I'm also on the U.S. sailing team's boat, which takes out inner city kids and teaches them how to race as we're racing. Tell me I'm not the luckiest girl on the planet, that's, right? That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? I mean, and the fact I, that you're sailing, but then, yeah, that you're helping hello, kids learn. Hello, right, right. I, I'm, 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 I am the luckiest girl in the world, definitely. I actually was. There's a luckiest woman in the world play that I did when I lived in Brussels, doing my uh, uh, after I graduated with my PhD. So I like you, uh, love exploring, love, and I just had no fear, and so I went and. Um, I got into acting <laughs> and my, it was a short play called uh, the, uh, the, what is it called? The, the, the luckiest girl in the world 
finds happiness or something like that. I'll have to go look it up. But it was something like that. It was a long time ago. But yeah. I'm ageless. So it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So that's, um, that's so cool. I'm so lucky. I'm yeah. So lucky. Wow. What now, a- I couldn't go up this, this last season, obviously. Sure. Yeah. And then four months ago, I just had my second hip replaced on the other side. So, you know, and this is how my life works. Um, usually we start in May. And I called my skipper and he said, we're not starting till the second series in June. And I'm like, I'm going to do my another boat. And then I go to my physical therapist and I'm thinking, oh, she cleared me for bike riding. She cleared me for paddleboarding. I said sailing. And she goes, nope. I'm like, what? She goes, no, those movements, not. I go, when? She goes, June. Of course. Of course it was. Right? God doing for me what I can't do for myself. I do call, I'm not religious, by the way, but when I talk about, you know, Einstein is, is the universe friendly, I call my universal power, it's my UPS man, my universal power source, like my that. universal power source man who delivers every morning when I pray and meditate. So my UPS man is my higher power. It's way better than my lower power. Right. To me. <laughs> yes, I think so as well. Uninspired me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right, I have two more questions for you. Okay. Um, first one is, what would you want the world to know about you? Oh, gosh, that I am um, one of the seven or eight out of ten, and that what happened uh, was for me, not to me, and I have no regrets of anything that happened, including the childhood trauma and the very expensive divorce that I had to pay almost um, several million for, that none of that I regret, that everything that has happened to me, good, bad, and ugly and beautiful, has made me into who I am. And I am 88% fabulous. And I wouldn't change anything. And the legacy that I want to leave is that Um, If you come across me, and and I do this with kids, whenever I speak, is look them in the eye and say, you can do anything that your heart and mind desires. And if you can't feel or believe that now, know that I believe that for you until you can believe it yourself. That's what I want to be remembered for. I had a grade 10 math teacher, JJ Bristow who knew that things were not great for me at, at home and kept me after class one day. And I'll never forget that. That was the message he gave me. And that is my legacy now to leave for the rest of the world, especially in children. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Such power in that. She can be anything. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Go do it. Go do it. The yeah. possibilities the are possible according to Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Um, all right. Last question for you. If you had the ear of everybody in the world, what would you say to them? Find your balance centered you who loves you and thinks you are the best and most incredible being and turn towards that voice of love that is always saying for everyone, come over here, it's beautiful over here, there's love and peace and joy over here. Turn, I'm here, I've always been here, waiting for you 
to turn around and dance with me. Brilliant. That was my, um, my, uh, my spiritual awakening actually was mm -hmm. that moment that happened to me uh, 12 years ago when I was uh, church shopping and that happened at Agape. So I have, that's when I was introduced to my UPS man. <laughs> that's so brilliant. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. So good. And thank you for, for sharing this unbelievable knowledge with me and with everyone that's listening. I can't even begin to tell you how much I enjoyed this. This is just oh. so fantastic. So thank you for your time. Of course, of course. And, you know, please come visit me everywhere. Um, <laughs> a fan who says my new tagline should be Dr. Reza. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. Love, 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 love. Um, DrMarissa.life, sign up there. I send a once a month, if I remember, uh, just a little, little thing. But uh, I'm very active on social, Doc Balance on Instagram. Please resubscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Marissa Pay. You'll get the, you know, red carpet interviews with Halle Berry and John Travolta, and you'll get the past shows uh, with Frederick who got his arm cut off in the uh, Rwandan genocide. So fabulous guest for nine years. Um, Marianne Williamson to Marianne from Gilligan's Island, who just passed. She became a friend. So lots of stuff to enjoy for free. But if you are a tither, if you enjoy um, uh, my message, please help with my nonprofit, Eight Ways to Happiness. If you buy stuff on Amazon, just go to Smile Amazon, put Eight Ways to Happiness, and you'll help out with my nonprofit that helps kids teens and young adults who have temporarily forgotten their birthright to happiness, just like yours. Yeah, so good. I will put all, <laughs> I'll put links to all of that in the show notes as well Thank so you. that people can just click and find you and connect and, and help That'd with, awesome. with the, with the teens and the kids and, yeah. Thank you for your message. Thank you for the work that you do in this world. It's, it's really beautiful. Yes. Yes. That's a uh, man. That's thank you in Mandarin, not S H I T. It's S H E A. <laughs> sha, sha. Yeah. Very good. Sha, sha. Very good. Awesome. Yes. Well, again, have a beautiful rest of your Saturday and thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for listening to the beautiful human podcast. To hear more beautiful stories from beautiful humans, follow us on Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at the beautifully human podcast. Peace signs up.